Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. This morning to have Candice Nambi to minister the Word of God to us. So like we do every single time we've got a guest here, Metro, let's get on our feet and welcome Candice as she comes. Just thank God for what He's going to say to us this morning. Thank you, Nikki. Hello, thank you so much. You can all please take your seats. It's so amazing to be here. It's been, a, it's been nearly a couple of years since Matt and I have been back, and um, so it's really lovely to be here, seeing lots of familiar faces and also lots of not-so-familiar faces, but I'm sure I'll meet lots of you in due time. Um, before I start today, I just want to um, thank Pastor Jeff and Rhonda for having Matt and I here for this couple of weeks. I know that to to me that they are mum and dad, but to um, I don't want that to ever... Um, lesson the honor that I give to them they have sown so faithfully in the city of Perth and in this nation for many many decades and so um, why don't you just give your pastors a bit of a hand because they're absolutely phenomenal so thank you so much for having us um, it's it's very um, exciting for me to be here today it's it's my very first mother's day as a mum and so getting to be in the church that I was raised in with my mum and my little girl both here is is very special to me so thank you very much for having me um, I, I got a present this morning from uh, from my husband and from my little girl but I wish I could tell you that was the first Mother's Day present I'd ever got which I know sounds a bit strange but wouldn't you know that Matt got the shock of his life just not long after we we're married it was Mother's Day and I sat straight up and said it's Mother's Day and he was like okay I'll call my mum and I was like where's my present <laughs> and he was like um in the future where your children are because you're not a mum yet. <laughs> and I was like, no, I, I think I should get a present for Mother's Day. I'm going to be a mum one day. And he was kind of scratching his head. And I said, plus, at Metro Church, it's Celebrate Women Day. And I actually already qualify for that. So because Matt's a smart man and knows how to pick his battles, he quickly nipped off to the shops and came back with some chockies and slippers. And I was very pleased. So this is what my fourth Mother's Day present now. <laughs> <laughs> Smart man, but anyway, on the topic of gifts, what I want to talk to us all today um, about is God's gift of today. God's gift of today. So God has blessed us with so many things, and I believe that one of the things that God has blessed us with as a gift is time. Time's a funny thing to try and talk about, so intangible. Philosophers will try and explain it, scientists will try and measure it, and you know, tell you how old things are and all that sort of stuff. But I believe that time is a gift that was given to us by God. Um, God lives outside of time. He doesn't have that limitation. He sees it all. I've heard some people say that God sees time, you know, it's like an open book, like he can just see it all at once. But I don't even think it's that linear. God is physically in every single moment that's happened, that is happening, and that will ever happen. He is present in every single moment. So God has no need for time, but for us, it's something that God has given us and blessed us with to be able to encounter him, to be able to encounter the people around us, and to be able to live life um, to the fullest. You know, Jesus said, I have come that you have may have life and have it abundantly. And I believe that abundant life is partially due to the gift of time that God has given us. 
I remember many years ago, actually, in church, Dad preached a message called The Gift of Yesterday, and I can still remember it was probably 10 years ago, and it was an awesome, awesome message. So maybe as a follow-up, you'll have to go back and find that one somewhere and listen to that one. But I'm going to talk about The Gift of Today. So my prayer for us today is that God would open our eyes to the beauty of the present moment. I pray that when we would leave here today, we would have a renewed sense of wonder at God's presence in our everyday lives, and that we would be equipped to live a life that is not only fulfilling, but overflowing with God's goodness to the world around us. I truly believe that even the most boring, routine, monotonous days are laced with special, meaningful moments if only we will learn to lean into the work of the Holy Spirit in our everyday lives. It says this in Psalm 118, This is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. So Lord Jesus... As we um, lean into your Holy Spirit this morning, I pray that you would give us a revelation of the day that you've given us and that we would all be able to confidently say that we can rejoice and be glad in every day, in every moment that you've given us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. So... As a side note, I was thinking, because we were singing that song, There's Joy in the House of the Lord today, I think whoever picked the song list must have had a sneaky at my notes, because every single song we sang, I was like, oh yeah, I'm talking about that scripture, yep, I'm quoting that scripture too. It's almost as if we all have the same Holy Spirit, I reckon. How does that work? I don't know. But, you know, it says there's joy in the house of the Lord today. And it it brought to mind that scripture that's in Hebrews, Hebrews 1, I believe it is, where it's talking about Jesus and says that he has the oil of gladness more than his companions. I think Jesus was the happiest man on earth. And we all know that Jesus had some pretty rough days. Am I right? So if Jesus can be the happiest man on earth with the oil of gladness, I believe that that's his desire for us too to have that same oil of gladness. You know, in the Bible, oil, it it talks about, um, it references the Holy Spirit. It talks about an anointing. Whenever it talks about oil, it's talking about that Spirit of God, that anointing, that presence of God with us, which leads me to believe that the joy of the Lord, that oil of gladness, doesn't have anything to do with my circumstances or how my day is going, that it's a spiritual endowment that I can receive from God at all times. So... um, Let that bless you as we start today, but we'll dive in. Um, My first thing I want to just briefly touch on today is this. In order to embrace the gift of today, you have to let yesterday and tomorrow have their rightful place. Yeah. So I think there's a tendency for all of us, whether you've had maybe a great past, maybe you've had maybe not so good past, maybe you're excited about tomorrow, maybe you're full of worry. There's a tendency for each and every one of us to want to either live in our minds, either in yesterday or in tomorrow. And I believe that in order to have that abundant life that Jesus has destined for us, we need to learn to live in today. I'm not trying to talk about some sort of like mindfulness, meditation, be present in the moment. Like that's, that's not it. That's not what we're doing, all right? What we're talking about is releasing yesterday and embracing the tomorrow that God has planned for you. So it says in John 10, 10, the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. I have come that you may have life and life abundantly. And I believe that the devil will try and steal, kill and destroy your today by making you either dwell on your past or try and live in your future. So C.S. Lewis says this, the present is the point at which time touches eternity. This is a very like 
philosophical lofty thought for this early in the morning on Mother's Day. I, I understand. But what he's basically trying to say is this. You can't connect with God in your yesterday. You can't connect with God in your tomorrow. The time that you have to be present with the Lord is the here and now. Even, even we say this phrase, the presence of God, the presence of God. And sometimes it's a tangible thing like a smoke in the room or a sound or a, whatever it might be, a feeling. But that phrase, the presence of God, what does it mean? It means that God is present. It means that he is here with you. He is, he is in the here and now. He is in this very moment. I can't try and have a, a conversation with my husband yesterday. I can recall a conversation that I had with him yesterday but there's no connection in that recollection. For me to have a connection with my husband, he has to be here with me in this present moment. And I believe it's the same thing with God. God can speak to you about your past and he can speak to you about your future, but a connection with God will only happen today in the present and in the here and now. It says this in Isaiah 43:18. forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? You won't be able to perceive the new thing that God is doing in your today if your mind is dwelling on the former things. And trust me and believe me in this, God is doing a new thing in your today. God's mercies are new every morning. That means God is at work in your life every morning with a new mercy, with a new word, with a new encounter for you if you'll only let yesterday be yesterday and lean into it. And then in Matthew 6.34, Jesus says, Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. I love how matter of fact that is. Today's got enough. Let, just let today be today, okay? You know, there's this saying, some of you might have heard it before, that it says, those that worry suffer twice. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Let today be a good day. And if it happens tomorrow, tomorrow will have enough trouble for tomorrow. This, this all, um, well, actually, no, I'll read this one for you. If you're one of those people that worries, this is the word of the Lord for you today. Philippians 4, verse 5 to 6. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything. That scripture, all it means plainly, God is with you, don't worry. God is with you, don't worry. The phrase is at hand means within an arm's reach. At any moment, you can reach out and touch God. Don't worry, God is with you. Don't worry, God is with you. This all sounds um, really lovely, but I know that for some of us, the temptation to dwell on the past or, or live our lives in the future is, um, it's gotten to the point past like just a thing we do. It's, it's ingrained. It's become a habit. You know, um, if someone was here that was a lot smarter than I am, they could probably tell you about all the neural pathways and the more you think about it, the deeper the neural pathway gets and the harder it is to break the habit and all of that. But Find someone smarter than me later or maybe just ask Dr. Google and they'll tell you about it. But we all know Romans 12 verse 2 says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. But I'm going to read the version that's in the NLT today and it says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. The custom of this world is stew on the past, be distracted in your future, it, be distracted in your today and worry about your future. That's, that's the custom of this world. 
but by the power of the Holy Spirit, I believe that we can be transformed into a new person by changing the way we think. John 16, 13 says, Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth. It doesn't say he will lead you into all the facts. <laughs> the Holy Spirit will always tell you the truth about him, the truth about you, the truth about the people around you, and he can lead you to see the truth about your past and the truth about your future. The facts are different to the truth. The facts might be that you have been a victim. The Holy Spirit will never tell you that you're a victim, not once. He says you are an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. The Holy Spirit will never tell you that your best days are behind you. No matter how many victories you've seen, no matter how many great moments, no matter how many trophies you won, the Holy Spirit will never tell you that your best days are behind you. The Holy Spirit will tell you all that he has in store for you today. He will never speak words of fear over your tomorrow. The greatest gift God has given you for your present is the ability to see our past, future through the eyes of the cross. Through, through the eyes of the blood of Jesus. I, I remember once, forgive me for speaking emotionally, but I, I, I remember once having this, this vision while I was in, in prayer with the Lord and I was sitting in my car and the windscreen was so, so dirty, so dirty, I couldn't see anything. And then I saw a figure which I believed to be Jesus came up to the car and he had a bucket, like, like you would wash any car, he had a bucket. But inside that bucket was his, his precious blood that he had spilt on the cross. And he dipped in a sponge and started washing the windscreen and making it crystal clear to see through. And I remember in that vision just being so almost upset, like, Jesus, why, why, would, you, why would you use your precious blood for this? It seems it's, it's not good enough for that. Why would, you, why would you use your precious blood just to wash the windscreen? And I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me and say, that was what my blood was for. It was so that we could see each other clearly again. Amen. So, Lord, by your grace this morning, let's put our past where it needs to be in our future, in your hands, and focus on the present day. The next thing I want to say to us this morning is that in order to tap into that brilliant joy of today, we have to realize that there is meaning in the mundane. So most of our lives, there's highs and lows, but the vast majority of it is spent somewhere in between where you're kind of just doing the day. Unless you have a much more exciting life than mine. I mean, I just, I just had a baby and I was at home with a newborn. And anyone who's ever been at home by themselves with a newborn knows that it's either 10 out of 10 stressful or literally the most boring time in your whole life because newborns don't do anything. So they're either bodily functioning just hugely and uh, fix it or they're just lying there and you're very, very bored. So this one is pretty fresh in my mind to find that there is meaning in the mundane. It's about understanding your season. Things that grow big and tall also have to grow deep and wide. And the growing deep and the growing wide happens under the surface where no one can see you. 2 Corinthians 3 talks about going from glory to glory. And my good friend, Pastor Shannon Hodgman, always says, most of life happens in the two. There might be a glory here and a glory over here, but we spend the vast majority of time in the two, in between the glories. 
But I believe that God has graced each and every one of us to live fully immersed in the season we are currently in. It says in Galatians 6 verse 9, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Sometimes it's easy for us to read these scriptures and insert something into them that is not actually there. So when I read this scripture for a very long time, I read it like this. Do not become weary in doing really big, extravagant, huge, massive things for God because at the right time you'll reap a harvest. But that's not, that's not what this scripture says. If something is good, it's good all the way down to the smallest part. If your career is good, then getting up and going to work tomorrow morning is good. If having a family and ministering as a mother is good, then making your kids a nutritious meal that they're probably going to throw on the floor is good. (laughs) Do not become weary in doing the small, consistent, mundane acts of good. Do not become weary in praying with your children before bed. Do not become weary in loving that co-worker that really just seems to rub you the wrong way every single day. Whatever it might be for you, The Bible says that at the proper time, you will reap a harvest. And the only reason that we cannot grow weary in doing these small acts of good is because we realize it's all worship. It's all worship. Every tiny moment of love given to another is worship. Every meal cooked is worship. Every day going to a job is worship. If you provide for your family, it's worship. Every little word of encouragement is worship. If you do it for the love of God, it's worship. There's um, a man you might have heard of called Brother Lawrence. He was a French monk in the 1600s. You all know him, right? You know Brother Lawrence, you know? Talk about him all the time. Um, no, he, he is well known for some writings called The Practice of the Presence of God. And in that book, he says this, We ought not to weary of doing little things for the love of God, who regards not the greatness of the work, but the love with which it is performed. And you might say, oh, that's awesome. But I actually do have in my heart to do some really massive things for God. Amen. That's awesome. I think you should absolutely chase that dream and do them. If God's put a dream in your heart, then he absolutely will make a way for you to see that come to pass in his name. But I will tell you this, every big, visible, extravagant act is almost always preceded by a lifetime's worth of small, invisible, diligent acts. If you want to see the great victory, you want to see the great, you know, that woman that came and broke the perfume on the feet of Jesus and it was just this huge big moment of worship and Jesus said, oh, she's preparing me for my burial and it was so beautiful and the smell of the perfume filled the whole house. Well, scholars say that that bottle of perfume was worth about a year's wages. So under normal circumstances, For that woman to have that big, extravagant, glorious moment of worship, she had to go to work every day for a year. And which one is any more worship? Every small, diligent act that you do for the love of God is worship. And um, this is is another fun little story. I'll just throw it in because I think it's funny. Pablo Picasso was sitting at a cafe and he was doing a little doodle on a napkin and this woman spotted him and said, oh, hi, it's so nice to meet you. I love your work. <laughs> um, how, much for that, how much for that little painting on the napkin? And he said, $20,000. And she was like, what? $20,000? You, you did it in like two minutes. And he said, no, it took me my whole life. 
every great extravagant thing we want to do for God will be preceded by diligent, small, tiny acts of worship. My last point will make no sense, but I will explain it, I promise. Don't worry about the cracks in your pottery, just be filled. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 7 says, Now we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this surpassingly great power is from God, not from us. Some translations refer to that jar of clay. They call it a brittle jar or a brittle vessel or a fragile vessel. But basically what it's trying to insinuate is that it's easily broken. Anyone feel like that sometimes? (laughs) Easily broken? (laughs) easily broken but it's the truth about all of us I'm I'm sorry to tell you if you're in this place and you feel like you're not broken there might be some things coming no 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 just terrible I wouldn't say that about you but the truth is we're all broken we're all in need of Jesus we're all in need of the sacrifice of the cross without God none of us are worth two cents but Jesus put the worth on you and decided you're worth dying for amen But back to the jars of clay. I was um, thinking about this scripture and I was talking to the Lord about it and I felt him prompt me and say, what do broken vessels do? And I said, well, they leak. And he said, and what do they leak? And then he answered for me and said, whatever is in them, whatever is in them. So the problem that we have as people is not being broken. If God had a problem with broken people, I'm sure he might have done things a little bit differently than he has. He's given his entire responsibility for the preaching of the gospel to us. The entire responsibility for ministering his kingdom is with us, the clumsy, broken people that we are. God is not worried about the cracks in your pottery. We can spend so much energy trying to hide or patch up the cracks in our pottery when we could be using our energy to fill ourselves up with good and godly things. 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9, also in the NLT, says, Each time, he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. You know, we can so easily write ourselves off in our current season, in our today, in this present moment, because we are maybe longing for a time before we were broken or hoping for a day when all the cracks have been patched up, but we will never be perfect. And you don't need to be because Jesus is perfect. All the benefits of Jesus' perfect life and perfect sacrifice have been afforded to you in your everyday life. You know, the Christian life is a smorgasbord. Jesus um, says that you can just come to the table and feast. You can have as much as you want. And you know, the frightening thing about that phrase is you can have as much as you want is that you do have as much as you want of God. He's given himself freely. It's about our hunger and our thirst to be filled with the things of God. It says in Matthew 5, 6, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be filled. The important key of that scripture is this, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. There are, there are so many things that you can fill yourself up with. There are so many things that you could try and fill this broken vessel with, but the only one that will sustain and fill you is righteousness, is the things of God, is the things that God has prepared for you. You cannot fill yourself up with carnal, earthly things if you want a spiritual filling. Knowledge is no substitute for wisdom. Sleep is no substitute for rest. 
Relaxation is no substitute for peace. Your planning and your scheming is no substitute for the heavenly direction. And pleasure is no substitute for the overflowing joy of the Holy Spirit in your today. Like Matt sung earlier this morning, all we need is found when we look to the sun. You know, there's this thing in in the Gospels which just really I find so fascinating. It'll talk about Jesus before he'll perform a miracle, before he'll heal someone, and it'll say this phrase, he looked into heaven. Not he looked up to heaven, he looked into heaven. It's like Jesus would just take a moment to fill up, look into heaven and say, what does heaven say about this situation? He says, I only do what I see my father doing. So he took a moment to look into heaven, see what the heavenly father was doing, and then let that leak everywhere he went. Jesus didn't need to leak. It was probably more of an overflow for Jesus because he wasn't broken. But for us, everywhere you go, when you're full of the things of God, it doesn't matter about who's broken you or what's broken you or what's, you know, put a a chip in in the side of your pottery because everywhere you go, you will leak the glory of God. In my household, through all the brokenness, Jesus will leak out. Forgiveness will leak out. In my job, everywhere I go around, everyone who's told me that I wasn't good at this job and that I won't be able to make it. Glory of God is going to leak out as I go about because I have so filled myself with the things of God. I have so filled myself with his presence that wherever I go, I'm bound to leak. Praise God. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, pure, lovely, admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received uh, received from me or seen in me, put into practice. The God of peace will be with you. Can I tell you this morning, that is not a feel-good scripture. That is a powerful, transformative scripture. As you meditate on the good things of God, see God in the things around you. Ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, show me where you are in my family. Show you where you Show me where you are in my workplace. Think about the good things that are happening around you. If you don't have a testimony of your own to celebrate, why don't you find someone with a testimony and think about their testimony and praise it? A good friend of mine, Pastor Chris, says somebody else's testimony can become your prophetic word. Think about the things that's doing. Find something to meditate on that is good and godly, and it will transform your life. And if you want to be full the Bible says that you should fill someone else up. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. That's in Proverbs 11. I'm not into this whole trend of the self-care and self-love and all of that. I'm sorry if you're into it. I have nothing against bubble baths. I actually love them. Candles, massages, yes. But the Bible tells me that if I want to be full and, and be, have my needs taken care for, that I am to fill up others and make sure that others have their needs cared for. Seek first the kingdom and all these things will be added unto you. Amen. But, you know, today it would be amiss of me to tell you about the gift of today and all the gifts that God has given you for your today and not tell you about the giver not give you an opportunity to meet the giver, the giver of today, the giver of life, the giver of joy. His name is Jesus, and I met him in this church 25 years ago. I know you say, I don't look a day over 21, stop it. (laughs) 25 years ago here in this church, because there was a person who was 
happy to find meaning in the mundane. Down in our children's ministry, which as dad so often says, it's not childminding, it's children's ministry, it's kids' ministry. There was a wonderful worker down there who wasn't bothered by doing the, the small, unseen acts of good. They could see that there was value in something that wasn't entirely visible. And in a small room with probably a handful of preschoolers, they listened to the voice of the Holy Spirit and said, would anyone in here like to give their heart to Jesus? And I remember putting my hand up that day, receiving Jesus into my heart as a five-year-old, coming home in the car and very proudly telling my parents, I gave my heart to Jesus today. And it wasn't a special Sunday. It wasn't a special kids' event. It was just a random Sunday morning. But someone didn't think think negatively about a small, mundane Sunday. They did the work of the Lord diligently. And the fruit of that is my life. And the fruit of that is every life that I get to bless. And so I want to give you that same opportunity this morning. Because I can tell you that my life has had ups and downs. Many of you don't know me, and some of you probably know me a little too well. Many of you don't know me, but my life has had ups and downs. I've had wonderful days, and I've had absolutely shocking days. But can I tell you something? Jesus has been with me every single day. It's true what he says in his word. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he will be with you, protecting you. He lays a feast before you in the presence of your enemies. God is here and now right here in this moment. Would you all just close your eyes with me and focus your thoughts on God? God, I just thank you so much that you're here with us, that you never leave us. Closer than the very breath in our lungs, you've given us your Holy Spirit to dwell within us, to rest upon us and to be all around us. God, you go before us, you go after us, You cause goodness and mercy to follow us all the days of our life. And maybe you're here in this place and you say, you know what, Candice, actually I struggle with that thing you were talking about on dwelling with my past or worrying about the future. I want to pray for you this morning because I believe that God wants to transform you by the renewing of your mind. So if that's you this morning, you don't need to lift your hand up, but just offer your heart up to God. And right now in the name of Jesus, I just break any stronghold or bondage that the past has over the wonderful people in this room. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that your plan for them is a fruitful, joyful today. So I thank you right now that you would realign our thoughts to see you in today, to see the people around us, to be present, to be thankful for the day that you have given us. This is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it in Jesus' name. And maybe you're here and you say, Candace, that sounds wonderful. I'd love to live in my today. But it's hard for me because I don't know this Jesus that you talk about. That's okay. I'm going to give you an opportunity to meet him right now. He will come into your heart. He will come into your life. And your, your, your life will never be the same. I won't tell you that all your days will be good because they might not. I won't tell you that it won't be hard because it might be. But I can promise you this. He will be with you always. He will never leave you, never forsake you. 
His Holy Spirit will speak to you in your heart, teach you things, lead you into all truth, speak the truth about you, about what God says about you, transform you, give you a whole new identity in Him. So if that's you this morning and you think, I want to know this Jesus that you talk about. I want the joyful life that He has given me. Why won't you just lift up your hand? No one's looking around, but I'll pray with you and Jesus will come into your heart and it'll change your life forever. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. I see that hand. Bless them in Jesus' name. Is there anybody else that wants to receive Jesus today? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, we're just going to pray right now. Lord, I thank you that you saw those hands that were raised. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that as of of this moment, they have become a child of God. I thank you, Lord God. We receive the work of the cross, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we declare that in your name, they have become a brand new creation. I thank you for the joyful life that you have now given them in your son, Jesus. Why don't we just repeat after me? Lord Jesus. I receive you as my saviour. I receive your sacrifice on the cross. And I receive the new life that you gave me in the resurrection. I want the joyful, abundant life that you have for me. Thank you that you are with me always. Amen. Amen. Why don't we just give a round of applause to those that just accepted Jesus. That's the best thing that you've ever done. Praise God. Praise God. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to hand you back to Pastor Jeff. Hey, fantastic. Thank you so much, Candice. What a great, great word. Gee, amazing stuff in there. God bless you. Thank you for that. If you raise your hand or if you're with us online and maybe live right now, lots of you are, or else you are with us online later, as even more people are nowadays. Uh, Please understand that we want to walk with you and help you. Uh, We don't want this just to be a moment that you simply have and then it passes. We want to help you walk into the tomorrows that God has for you. We'd love it if you would send us your yes. It's that simple. If you're in Australia, you send yes, Y-E-S, to the number up there on the screen, 0488-826-392. If you're outside of Australia or you'd rather get our help via the email way, then all you've got to do is let us know at yes.metrochurch.org.au. Either way, we will contact you. We'll send you a Bible verse and a prayer different every single day. We send you that for 30 days. We know that so many people have come back to us and said it really felt like God was speaking to them every single day. We believe God's got a great life for you. We want you to... Uh, enjoy that walk with God. So just text yes to us. If you're with us on the metrochurch.online platform, the yes button's already there and you would have seen it if you're there. Fantastic. Thank you again, Candice. Let's just give Candice and Matt just a big uh, round of applause and say thank you. We're so looking forward to uh, the investment they're going to be making this week with our team. I know the team are looking forward to that. They're both going to be leading worship Uh, next week, next Sunday morning for us and we've got communion together. It'll be a fantastic, fantastic day for sure. You know, if you're a guest here, this is certainly not aimed at you and we don't usually receive two offerings, but whenever we have a guest, no matter who they are, we always give people the opportunity. Someone reminded me during the week when I said, look, you know, it's, it's Celebrate Women Day. And they said, you know what happens if you don't give people the opportunity to give, someone will complain. 
And I thought, what, what a strange church this is. Uh, an unusual church, not strange, but unusual. And so if you want to be a part of blessing Matt and Candice for all that they're doing and wherever God will take them, then you know you can go to the app, you can go to the website, you can go out to the Connect Hub. Just make sure you tell them it's a love offering or it's for the speaker and they will make sure of that. And every single cent that you give gets given to that ministry. And I know it'll be a great blessing to them as well. And uh, Father, we thank You for what You're doing in their lives. Father, we thank You for what we as a church have been able to invest in them over the years. But Father, we also are wise enough to recognise what came from You and not from us. We're wise enough, Lord, to see the revelation and hear Your Word speak. So Father, we thank You for what You've done in them. We pray what we give will be a great blessing and be used powerfully for Your glory in Jesus' Name. Amen. Amen. Well, the team are going to come. We're going to sing together one once time through that. What a beautiful name. I love this song. Love you to join with us. Don't forget everything that's out there in the cafe is there for you, all the food, the photo booth, etc. Make sure you thank if you are going down to Metro Kids. Thank all the team down there for us. Pastor Bruce is live in the studio right now ready to pray with people that are there. John and Trudy are going to be out at the prayer space. So if you came and you've got a need, make sure you go. Someone will be there to pray with you. And that'd be our absolute joy to do that. All right, come on, let's stand together and uh, sing together. Tonight, of course, it's Tendai Machero and her interview with none other than Kate Allen, uncovering all the secrets of her life. Woo-hoo. It's gonna be great. Come on, let's sing for God.
you so much for being a part of a great Sunday here at Metro, celebrating all the women.